how can we help our country? I mean, if, if you like me, you really can't believe what has transpired at Washington, D.C. this week. I mean, it, it's just absolutely unimaginable. And, and it tears at the very fabric of our democracy, our, our way of life. And so the question becomes, where do we go from here? I mean, there was an element of our society this week that felt compelled, driven to violence. You know, and I'm sure that some of them felt, genuinely felt compelled that they had to do something. I'm also certain that there's probably a criminal element in there that all they want to do is destroy, tear down, and steal. And then I also believe that there was some evil present in that mob. Satan loves to tear down and destroy. I mean, if he can destroy people or institutions, anything he can do to tear things down and strike at God, that's, that Satan is always looking for a way to do that. And so the question becomes, how can we help our country? And so I really think when we think about this question of what we can do, we need to start with what compelled those people to storm the Capitol? I'm sure that, that some of those people were hurting and felt that they had no other choice. But that's not, a, that's not the way that we handle differences in this country. That's not the way Jesus told us to settle our differences. So how should we settle our differences of opinion and, and political viewpoints? And can we find some wisdom in the Bible that can help guide us? Or, or the, what, what would Jesus do? And then the second thing that I'd like to explore this morning is, you know, once we move on past that, what can we do to start the process of healing in this country? I mean, we are the United States of America, so let's focus on the united part. And what can we do to restore that, that, that united sense of our country? Well, I suggest to you that we look to the three P's for, for some help on this topic. And the three P's this morning are priorities, prayer, and presence. Now, the, the interesting thing about presence is there's two spellings here. We'll talk about that in just a minute. So, but the first step in all of this, to try to understand what's going on and what we should be doing, is to understand our priorities. What is that thing that is the most important to us? What, what is it that we should be focusing on? And so let's, let's take a look at a couple readings in the Bible and see, see what we can learn there. Well, Matthew records Jesus is saying, For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? In other words, if we do things that might help us materially, but we lose out on our life with Jesus in, in paradise, what did it profit us? Later on in Matthew, in, in chapter 22, one of the religious authorities of the time asked Jesus, teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And Jesus' response was, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And so Jesus is trying to tell them and tell us today that what we need to be doing is we need to be focusing on God. What does God intend for us? And how does God say that we should deal with others who don't feel the same way we do? 
And then the Apostle Paul in, in the book of Romans in chapter 12 said this, do not be conformed to this world. In other words, don't do things the way that the world would typically do them, which includes violence, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you might discern what the will of God is, what God wants for us, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so we learn a couple things here. We, we learn that God does want us to be pointed towards Him, to love Him and stay focused on what He has for the way of life that He has in mind for us, the way that Jesus came to earth, that birthday celebration we just celebrated just a few days ago, what He came to earth to show us what to do. And you know, when we do place our love and trust in God as number one, these turmoils and upheavals and division in our country no longer is the most important thing. Yes, they're important, but they're not that rock, that foundation that we base our lives on. We want to, we find the most stable foundation is when we place our trust in, in, in our faith in, in God, in, in Jesus Christ. And so we do need to keep our priorities on loving God and striving to live lives as he would have us do. When we think about these terrible events like what happened this week. The second P this morning is for prayer. You know, we've been talking a lot about prayer lately. And you know, that's a good thing because prayer is fundamental and essential for our relationship with God. And so we should prioritize prayer in our lives. You know, last week our New Year's challenge was to pray for at least five minutes every day. And the experiences that I have and that some others shared with me is that five minutes sounds like a long time at first, but once you start praying, you run out of time quickly and so you, you go longer than five minutes. Um, so the point of that deliberate prayer is to stop all our busyness and let the peace of Jesus Christ soak into our souls while we talk to him. And you know, before Christmas, we were in a series where we were talking about how do we move from hurt to healing. And, and in those times, we were, we were talking about just the, the divisions that we were seeing with the pandemic and, and some of the social unrest. Well, guess what? We're right back to moving from hurt to healing for all this craziness in, uh, in Washington. And so we explored a form of prayer last November or December or so uh, that's called a lament. And a lament is a special form of prayer that somehow is just really appropriate for the, what we're in today. And we first learn of laments in the Old Testament of the Bible, but, but it is as appropriate today as it was then. So we shared that the, the general form of lament is, it has four parts. The first part is we turn to God. The second part is we complain. We say, God, why, 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 why? Because we don't understand why, all right? And then we ask boldly for help. We say, God, Help us here. We, we need some help here because things are getting crazy. I, 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 I'm, I'm losing my stability. And then the, the last part of the lament is trusting in God, trusting that God does have our welfare at heart and he will take care of us. And so our prayer challenge this week will be 
around praying for our country and how we can help our country. And I think we can use the lament uh, in that prayer because what's happening in, or what has happened in Washington is so unsettling and so it just shakes us right into our core. And so I wanted to kind of share for a moment what a lament might sound like that we would do in our, in our five minute uh, uh, a day challenge. It's something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being such a loving God. A God that desires a personal relationship with me, with us. Help me, God. Our country is falling apart. Why did you let this happen? Why can't we just live our lives in peace? You promised to hold us, yet I don't feel very comfortable. And so we're, we're just sharing our feelings with God at this point. Right, and then we're, then here's what we're asking for: heal our country, lift us up, each one of us, to do the things that will restore law and peace and order, things that are pleasing to you, God. Dear God, we put our trust in you. Throughout the centuries, you have protected your people. You have sent your Son Jesus to help us and to save us, and we put our trust in you, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Now, those were just my words, right? And it's kind of like how I feel. And uh, I've shared that uh, I recently studied some Hebrew poetry. And what's kind of interesting about Hebrew poetry is that it tends to talk in dramatic, uh, overstated ways. And in my, my personality is more to understate things and, and don't make a big deal of things. and. And Hebrew poetry is kind of like the exact opposite. So, so we can kind of have some fun. I think have some fun reading uh, Hebrew poetry because because it, it just it is so wide open, if you will. So, uh, I suggest you read Psalm fifty six this week. It's not that long, but I'd like to read a, just a, a couple verses of Psalm fifty six this morning. Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me all day long. My foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many fight against me, O Most High. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. And so these, these phrases of people trampling on us all day long, you know, and, and many fight against us, we might not feel that that's exactly what happened in Washington, D.C., as far as ourselves go. But if you think about it in a broader sense, in a more of a, I guess, an artistic sense, those people did trample on us. They trampled on that which we hold most high. And so we heard. We heard about that. And so, uh, take some time and reflect on the lament and prayer. And the last P stands for presence. Now, as I said earlier, presence, there's two spellings of that that we're going to talk about this morning. The first one is our physical presence, as in P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, right? Okay, and so that's what we do, what we say, how we are active in our community or our country or with our friends. And then presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T, as in Christmas presence, um, that's kind of like what our gift is to our country to help in this time uh, of, of the need for healing. And so you can think of presence as in Christmas presents, as in how we're giving of our time, our reasoning, in, our, in that peace in our heart that passes all human understanding, how, how we are giving of that. 
to others or our country or our community. One way that we do that is by listening and, and discussing issues with others, but not with harshness and abrasiveness and might is right or I'm, I'm going to I'm going to pound my way of thinking into you, um, but rather listen and talk with people in a sincere, caring way, listening to others. We don't have to agree, but give people an opportunity to vent. Maybe they're hurting inside. Maybe they, that's the way they express their pain. Um, so give people an opportunity to vent. And maybe, just maybe we'll learn a new insight. Maybe our viewpoint will shift. You know, we need to remember, and I, I, I'm as bad at this as anybody, that we're not always right, right? No matter how strongly we feel, no matter how sure that we're right, we're not always right, okay? And so we can help our country. We can help the healing process by softening our rhetoric, by telling people that, yeah, we care about you. We want to listen to what you say. I don't have to agree. But we can share our principles that, that guide our lives, the way God wants us to lead our lives. We can share that peace in our heart that comes from our relationship with Jesus. We can share God's promises and we can stand up and stand on our Christian beliefs. One way that Jesus said it is recorded in Matthew chapter five. You have heard it that it was said you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you today to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you might be children of your Father in heaven. Now remember, Jesus said this during a Roman uh, dictatorship military rule. It was pretty harsh. And so he's saying, love those people, care for those people, pray for those people. And then he, he wraps this uh, passage up by saying, Strive, therefore, to be perfect. Strive, therefore, as your Father in heaven is perfect. And so Matthew recorded and preserved through the centuries how Jesus is telling us how important it is to love and care for others, including our enemies, or those that we don't agree with, or those of the other political party, or what whatever the difference might be, to tear down that fence and reach out our hand of friendship and say, I might not agree with you, but I do want to listen to you, and let's, let's be united. Let's be together. Now, in, in Galatians, the Apostle Paul said, talked about this in a more general way. He talked about the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit being that gift that we get from God when we trust in God. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And some of these are internal. They're, they're inside here. And some of those are things that come out of us and, and uh, impact our relationships with others. And, you know, if we can do our best to practice these virtues and make them a regular habit, we will go a long way towards helping our country heal. And now, our New Year's challenge for week two. Pray for our country. 
and how we can help. It's two parts to that. And so pray at least five minutes every day this week about how, well, for our country, that our country might begin this process of healing and then how we can help to strengthen us in our reaching out to those around us. Um, and I suggest that, that the lament is, is a way you can have a little bit of fun. It'd be a little interesting. You know, uh, some of us don't really like to spout off much. And so it kind of gives us a, a, a chance to, um, if, if you engage in that speaking, uh, you know, like uh, over in excess, you know, I don't know how to say it. Um, you know, you can have a little bit of fun and, and, and yet at the same point, Share your feelings with God. Cry out to God. Tell God you hurt. And then trust that he will give you that peace that passes all human understanding and help our country start the healing process. And so, again, I, I encourage you to pray every day this week and put a note on your refrigerator, um, you know, or, or someplace, uh, on your mirror, so when you're brushing your teeth or shaving or... or or getting pretty, or whatever you're doing in front of a mirror, you know. Uh, so you see that, and it reminds you, oh, I better go sit down and pray. Uh, we have a Calmo prayer card. If you'd like one, just let me know, and uh, my my text uh, or in the chat box or my email or, or in various places in this uh, this uh, re uh, video. Um, any way, any way that you can take that time to just stop. Let the busyness of the world wait while you have some quiet time with God. And so our closing question again this week is, how can we help our country? And it, would you like to explore ways that we can help our country? Ways that you know God talked about centuries ago. Ways that Jesus came to earth to show for us, show, show to us. Would you like to know more about how God helps to guide us in ways that, that we, um, we can be, uh, help our country. Not sure how to proceed? Want some help? Well, let's, let's get together. Uh, call me, text me, um, whatever, and let's, let's talk, discuss together, answer questions, and, and talk about ways that we can help our country. You can put a note in the chat box during the premiere time, or you can send me a text at 517-588-8415. Or you can send me an email at jerry.bukoski at gmail.com. Whichever way you do, let's, let's get together and answer those questions so that you can get started on new habits to help our country. And we can explore how God gives us real power to tackle even the toughest of goals and resolutions. And I pray that the awesome love and care of God the Father, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and the power of the Holy Spirit gives you real power and guidance in 2021. May the peace of Christ strengthen and preserve you in relationship with him and warm your hearts now and forever. Amen. God is great. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time together this morning and we pray that you take these words and that you not only amplify them, but you transform them so that each one of us hears the message that you have prepared just for us so that we might feel the warmth of your love and feel that awesome power 
and presence of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. And next Sunday, we'll, we'll kind of get back to our New Year's goals and resolutions theme and explore how we can identify goals and resolutions for the new year and how God helps us and gives us powerful help on setting meaningful goals for the, for, the, for the new year, for the year we're in. So friends, feel the awesome power and presence of the Holy Spirit this morning as we are forgiven and adopted as God's holy children. God gives us that everlasting boost that we sometimes need to get on track. Open your heart and feel the warmth and blessings of his love. Amen.